from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome to the Jack and Spike Show. Seattle Comedy Club is against free speech by saying, hey, maybe you guys wouldn't do the best if you came up here to do this comedy. I think it's on everybody's mind, right? Where's the line when it Where's comes to... Where's the line for comedy and appropriate? Acceptable and- discourse, but yeah. also, like, okay. are, they, are you guys going to sell any tickets here at this comedy club? Sometimes cancels the right thing to do. Or sometimes cancels the right oh, thing you to go. do. Wow. And also, the Supreme Court is weighing in on whether social media has to have people on their platforms that they don't want, which is maybe the most un-American thing I could possibly I don't know, think sometimes of. Sometimes cancels the right thing to do. I've heard you <laughs> Say it yourself. <laughs> Aaron Granillo just got me all down. I was all excited to do a, a big old talk about comedy clubs, and yeah. uh, Aaron Granillo comes on and he starts talking about shootings yeah. and stabbings yeah. and what a mega downer that was. It, it, is. Am I, am I the only person who's being affected emotionally by this? No, this no, room? no, no, no. I, I, I mean, you've brought up numerous times that it's our job as a media. Yeah. To paint a fair and accurate portrayal of the city. And sometimes the news division here at Cairo are forced to bring you the really ugly weekends that we've lived through as, as the great Northwest, you know? Right. But I'm not sure. I go back and forth about this. I'm not sure. And I'm not criticizing Aaron Granillo. No, 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 I no. love Aaron Granillo. Aaron Granillo is great. Couldn't eat, very good friends with Aaron Granillo. What I'm saying is, is that we live in a major metropolitan area, mm-hmm. which is basically like living in Deadwood. Do you know what I mean? Like the old cowboy town. Oh, I know it well. Where there are, shootings will happen. Stabbings mm-hmm. will happen. Sure. Regardless, you could have a police officer in everybody's living room, cameras, mandatory, you know, on your body at all times. You just walk around with a surveillance camera pointing sure. down. Or a minority report. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you would still have shootings and yeah. stabbings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that the only way to, and what, what I'm saying is, is that are we not painting a false picture for people? I, I'm with you. In the vein of that they live in this dangerous, evil, awful place when in actuality, how many million people live in King County? It's uh, over two. Right. The, the Seattle metro area. Seattle I'm, metro yeah, area. Yeah, over, um, two and a half. Technically, spe- I'm just going to throw this out there. Technically speaking, it is a miracle of modernity that that few pe- of people were injured and or killed. I now, agree. it's tragic. It's very sad. Yeah. But considering that we could be in this bizarre, wild, wild west world where people, you know, this Mad Max apocalypse where people are just shooting right. and killing each other. He all spit the- on my shoe. Right, exactly. Right. He pulled a seven. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so I just think that to put it into a context might be beneficial for people. Like there was this story that broke. Was it two months ago? Oh, record amount of homicides in King County, yeah, 2023. Yeah, yeah. We had a weird, bad year. Yeah. Right. But contextually speaking, it's kind of a miracle that we're all not just constantly killing each other with shovels. 99.9% and- of Seattle went unshot last year. Even 99.9999% yeah, yes. of Seattle lived unshot, last year. Not shot at all. Whereas, you know, if you go back and you look at, um, I was reading a book about turn of the century medicine. About how, oh, really? yeah, in New York, about how life life back then was very visceral. So if you got a hernia, it was basically a death sentence. This was 2000. No. The century. Oh, <laughs> oh, the last century. I'm yeah, sorry. Early 1900s. I'm sorry. I got you. So it's the kind of thing where if you got pink eye, it was basically a death oh, sentence. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a gunshot wound, basically a death sentence. Right. 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 And so. I mean, people, I, not to be, people died from diarrhea. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Extreme dehydration, and they were gone. So if you go back and you read the obituaries from that point in time in United States history, or the the death list, as I like to call it, it was a single column. 
that was usually about 30 to 40 people long. And it would have their name, the day that they died, and then a little dash, and it would say how they died, usually abbreviated in some way. Okay. And so it would, they would say, like, alcohol uh, intoxication or whatever okay. it was. I mean, this was daily, 30, daily. 40 people yeah. daily in this. Th- and now what do we deal with? It, uh, uh, what I'm saying is that it's tragic, but it should not be as stimulating to our fear centers as it's made out to be by other kind of color commentators. I, I couldn't agree with you more, but that's what that's what sells. If right. you look at the news, the major news networks, coast to coast, it's yeah. always the worst news first news. Always the worst news first, which is why we're now going to the best news second. Jason Rance wrote a piece over at 770 KTTH talking about this comedy the club, the uh, Capitol Hill Comedy Bar, mm-hmm. where a bunch of comedians were signed up to perform over the year. It was uh, Dave Smith... Uh, Louis Gomez, Jim Florentine, and Kurt Metzger. Those guys are kind of like center-right comics. They're pretty, quote-unquote, unwoke comics. Okay. They're all very funny, by the way, if I could throw that out there as okay. well. I, Jim Florentine has been doing comedy, I think, for like 25 or 30 years. Okay. I mean, the these, guys, these are t- it's a touring crew that's making their circuit around no, the they country? No, were, they were doing it, uh, I think some of them were paired together, and then because they were coming at different points throughout oh, the year. Okay, okay. They had been booked okay. out. And so, but they're all national touring comedians who have a cred and a base yeah, of family. Yeah, they're all yeah. established. Kurt Metzger yeah. is established. You know, Lu, uh, Louis Gomez established. Dave Smith, Jim Florentine. He used to be on Crank Yankers. You know, okay. I mean? he's good friends with Corolla. I mean, okay. he's you know, he's a really funny guy. Um, the comedy club Booker, upon getting some consultation from local comics and also just understanding what audience they serve sent out a, an email to all the people that she had booked, and she said, you know what? Actually, upon reflection, Capitol Hill is basically like little uh, Venezuela, and so you guys might not, it might not work out because there might be an incident, and what that might look like is those guys performing to a dead room. Do you know what I mean? Like to a room that they're, they're, just, they're getting booed. It's not the but basically like if they wouldn't be receptive well in that circumstance, right? Well, you, and I, I think you're spot on, and I think this comedy club owner knows the crowd that she serves, right? Knows her audience, right. knows the culture of the city, right? Here are touring comedians with a right center bend. Yep. I mean, you know, I can't, can't imagine they get past the rainbow sidewalks in any bit they're doing <laughs> up on stage. <laughs> What's up with your rainbow sidewalks? What's well, with you people? Well, you, well, you're I, skipping, hopping, it wouldn't, it wouldn't play well. I don't think in it, that room. Well, I don't it's, think it's a, it would. It's a dead night. In, in the same way that I don't know if you could take, I don't know who's a super progressive comedian. Like you couldn't take Sam Cedar and then take him to a, a comedy club in like Nashville, Tennessee, where he goes or, up. or Tulsa. Yeah, you know, right. There are places that it doesn't play. Right, and I think that people maybe should understand that perspective on this because the the email that she sent out according to the comics was actually very nice i think this is um is this florentine or is this metzger talking about this uh gomez okay this is louis j gomez he was on a podcast and he was talking about this issue here's what he had to say about it there's plenty of places that don't book me because i'm a who says things on the internet there's a lot that's the their right that's literally the right of any business the same way I don't have to put anybody on my podcast that I don't want to or put anybody on Skankfest that I don't want to. But if they don't represent the brand or the core value or whatever you want to call it, it's just the right. So I just have sort of a baseline philosophy of when I see that, I go, all right, it's the right. They didn't make a big stink. They didn't publicly say these guys are pieces of shit. If you read, I'll, I'll read the email. Jeez, bro. The email is pretty respectful overall. 
and this guy wasn't going to work a, 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 a progressive room. What? What? By the way, Laura, you are now the employee of the week. Yeah, wow. You're, get, you're getting the Cairo Cup for that edit alone. I don't care what anybody else does. That right was, a, that was a, uh, Jason Rand's edit, actually. So, oh, what, Jason did that? Yeah, so when I was reading this, I thought, you know, isn't he so right about that, that volunteerism and an, a mutual exchange between two consenting parties is what America is founded on. No reason for outrage. No right. reason to question it. No reason to say, oh, we can't have... Because these guys could easily be booked at, um, like, Muckleshoot, or they could be booked sure. pretty much anywhere else, right? Any, well, anywhere in the country. Um, uh, there are there are areas of the Northwest. Muckleshoot's a good call, because that Auburn community is a little more conservative, a little more, you know... I don't, well, say, I, I don't want to. I don't want to stereotype. Well, but there's a lot more two-way stickers on trucks out there uh, than there are on Capitol Hill. What I'm saying is that there are people who live in Capitol Hill who would make a big deal out of it because they're basically like petulant children. And then there are oh, people, absolutely. And then there are people in Auburn who are also progressive who would say, you know what, I'm I'm fine with being made made fun of. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like and the other thing is this comedy club is I think it's like two or three buildings away from where Chaz Chop was. <laughs> Yo, it's deep so, in the heart. It's in the deep in the heart of blue hairs. Yeah, yeah, deep in the heart. So you're going to be surrounded by a bunch of blue haired lesbians telling you to go away, yeah. and then playing in front of a dead room. I think that this is a good call. I think this is a, a really. It's how business is supposed to work, right? Right, exactly. And, and so and cancel sometimes is the right thing to do. Well, even the fact that it was done really nicely and really, I just, yeah. I, I think that this is actually avoiding any kind of unnecessary friction uh, between different communities. Speaking of, by the way, the Supreme Court is going to hear arguments on social media laws. Now, Florida and Texas both passed laws regulating how social media companies could moderate speech online. This comes in the wake of when they banned Donald Trump during yes. January 6th. Well, well uh, leading up, well, for four, four posts he made leading up to and after January 6th, they thought it was insightful. Uh, they thought it was misinformation. They took mm-hmm. it upon themselves to be arbiters of what was on their business right. platform. Right. And Florida and Texas, uh, uh, they are suing, saying that it was conservative censorship. Oh, please. Tar- targeted conservative <laughs> free speech is what, that's yeah. their argument before the Supreme Court. So the their argument is wrong for a number of reasons, because if you read the Twitter files, you will see that the legal departments were trying to figure out a way to keep him on the platform, even though he had violated the terms of service on Twitter. After repeated warnings. After repeated warnings. Yes. yes. So they were arguing, the legal team was arguing on his behalf to stay on Twitter. And then the decision was made by the um, some of the heads up in the CTO's department to say, right. well, let's pull it for, for in case he does eventually turn it and use it as a, uh, a mechanism to try to rally more people. Because they didn't know at the time what his real motivation was. I don't think that anybody did. So they did it for legal reasons yes. to protect themselves. As a business must. As a business must, Absolutely. Right? And, and if... I mean, I think the threshold should be was the material pull. It wasn't pulled because it was conservative speech. No. They pulled it because you saw it as, as a misinformation, often uh, hate speech, violence-inducing speech. That's why they pulled it. It's not like, say, well, we're not going to put up fiscal responsibility and family values. We're not going to have that <laughs> right. on our social media platform. So for them to say that it is conservative speech that is being impeded by these pla- – and what, what they're suing for is to take away any right – of these social media platforms to dictate what is on their platforms. Sure, they they want they want to be able but, to they want to have, be able to have pornography, to have misinformation, to have hate well, speech. I the the Texas is, and Florida want them to to, to force no, them to have. I understand. This yeah. is going to upset a lot of people, but this is the truth of the matter. Uh, this is a hot take because most people don't work in media like how we work in media. Well, you so, work. I sit here and laugh and <laughs> make fun. 
So conservative media is the most popular media on the internet by far. The most successful news, uh, digital news organizations mm-hmm. are conservative organizations. By far. The Blaze, The Daily Wire, um, the Fox News YouTube channel has far and away, I think it's four or five times the amount that MSNBC has. I think, I mean, I think The Five just set a record for being the first prime time, non-primetime show yeah. to be number one for their for the entire year. Yeah. So the cons- Five on a, on a conservative channel. Right. So when people say that conservatives are censored on the internet... That's not entirely true. And and also the other thing that really kind of drives me up a wall about it is like the guys at the Daily Wire are always saying, we're being targeted because we're conservatives by YouTube and by Facebook. Then why do they spend so much money in advertising? If that company is trying to shadow ban you and if that company is attacking your conservative values, why are you giving them millions of your of your dollars? In order to advertise, this is still the dance you want to get into. It's exactly, still the, it's still the biggest well, ball because they in the know camp. it's because they know it's a lie. Is the thing right, right? right? If I thought that somebody was trying to undercut my radio show, I wouldn't give them any of my money. Do you know what I mean? To advertise, I, 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 hear, I hear you. So when I when I look at this, what I see is effectively a bunch of fascists who are trying to say your private business or your public private business should be regulated by the state to the extent where you have to have content that you don't want on it. Effectively, it's the same argument that they were making against Masterpiece Cake Shop in Colorado. Do you oh, remember yeah, this? Yeah, forcing you to do the business that's bad for your business. Right. Well, I wouldn't even say that, but the guy from Masterpiece Cake Shop, he... This was, was I refuse to make a wedding cake for a gay couple not even, guy? Not even. It was, I will bake you the cake. I will not make you a wedding cake. The guy was trying, he, he oh, okay. said, I will make you cupcakes. I will make you a cake. He was uh-huh. really bending over backwards. Happy Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing no, that he, day. he even said to them, you can take this cake to a, an actual person who does icing finishing, and you can have them write, Joel, congratulations. congratulations to Joel and Ethan. Yeah. Happy, but he s- simply said, I will not be doing that for you, but I will, I will actually physically right. bake it for you. And those two loon bags decided that they were going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, that's one of the reasons why they lost that case right. was because of the concessions that he was trying to make. Right. Now, there were numerous off-ramps to that situation. Right. So if you think that the guy from Masterpiece Cake Shop doesn't have to bake it or doesn't have to decorate a cake in a way he doesn't want to, why does Facebook and YouTube have to have on content that they don't want that's bad for advertisers? It makes no sense. So these fascists in Florida and Texas are basically assuming the mantle of the thing that they hate, where they're trying... This is what they accuse leftists of doing. Constantly. Constantly. They constantly say that leftists are trying to crack down on this and tell me what I can do with my business and how awful this is. If if it bothers you so much, you know what model everybody should follow? It's a great model. It's called the Trump model. Do tell. You got kicked off of Twitter. You want to know what you go do? You make your own social media site. Look at what the guy does with Rumble. Rumble is the conservative, you know, free speech streaming platform. Mm -hmm. He has his own servers. Amazon can't take him down. Nobody can take him down. He can run all the neo-Nazi garbage he wants. Point being is that it is antithetical to conservatism to say the state will come in and violate your rights as a private business because I want it. That is the most bizarre double think I have ever seen yeah. from any group out there. And this is a huge joke from Florida and Texas, and those fascists should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, but the, the I sad it. thing is, I don't know, I how, said it. I don't know how they're going to roll. It seems like such a slam dunk 9-0 decision should be coming down on this. It's going to be a 6-3 decision. 
and you're going to get Kavanaugh and uh, what's her name? Tony Barrett. Yeah, they're going to flip over to the the three liberal justices. Okay, and then you might get um, uh, Roberts. In yeah, on you're that. not going to get Alito, or you're not going to no, get no, 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 Thomas. No. no, there's no way. There's no way. But you'll get the three. Okay. Well, I hope you're right. Yeah, that's right. that's the way that I see it because I'm a big brain genius. So when we get back, hey, speaking of. Wait, not geniuses. Come on, call it. You can come on, give it to him. Speaking of annoyances that I can't get rid of, <laughs> Mr. Billy Sunshine is going to be coming. Stop picking on me. <laughs> no, he's going to be coming on in a couple of you to talk about the Donald Trump appeal to the million dollar judgment. But yeah. has he? I don't know if he's actually appealed yet because he hasn't put any of that money. It's a situation, and it's happening as we speak. It's, it's in flux. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's having. What, he's going to deliver that fifty-four million dollar bond in pennies. Oh, four hundred and fifty. Four hundred and fifty. Yeah, he's got to cover his entire fine <laughs> in pennies to appeal it to pennies. In pennies is what he's going to do. I heard people do that when they're mad about a legal decision. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back right after this. Our senior liberal boomer coastal elite champagne socialist correspondent, Mr. Billy Sunshine. Good morning, sir. Up early, I see. Twelve thirty-three, crack of noon, as we say. You know, hang on a second. I'm working on some math. Mm-hmm. Five fifty-four million plus one hundred and twelve thousand every day. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, how you doing there, guys? Yeah, no, doing really well, Billy. So former President Donald Trump appealed a $454 million decision against him for the New York fraud case. Now, the problem with this, now, do you know if he's actually submitted his bond yet? Because the bond is for the sum total of the judgment, and technically the appeal doesn't mean anything until he puts in all that money has he put that in yet because because he can appeal all he yeah, wants he doesn't have it he's he's waiting for what saudi arabia and russia to get the cash to him <laughs> i thought it was just me that was thinking along those lines because you know jack's right the guy's got to post the entirety of the amount to avail himself yeah. of his duke constitutional appeal process yes i think the guy should have and <clears throat> by the way before anybody calls him the vault me anymore Right. Donald Trump has availed himself of our legal system to the extent that I don't think any American in history has ever been allowed to do so. No. The man has challenges over appeals, over filing motions. The guy is taking advantage of the legal system as as he should. These are serious charges and with serious implications. I wouldn't taking advantage. I think some people well, might av- read it wrong. Uh, no, I, I didn't mean it. In the no, pro- I, I, understand, I understand the way you mean it. Himself availing of. himself. Availing himself. Yeah. So, uh, Billy, for in your mind. When you look at these headlines, I'm sure you salivate. I'm sure you're filled with joy. Yes. Oh, yes. But then yes. can you give us your analysis of how you believe this will unfold over the next, oh, I don't know, six months, being that you have a Ph.D. in Donald Trump? Well, yes. Uh, like Donald, I've become an expert in the law because of all, <laughs> well all the things he's facing. Yeah. Uh, I like this. Here's a quote from uh, Trump's lawyer talking about the verdict and the appeal. Will ultimately correct the innumerable and catastrophic errors made by the trial court untethered, and this is the important part, untethered to the law or to reality. Who's more untethered to the law and to reality? The court 
or Donald Trump and his lawyers. Is that still Alina Haba? Because if is or does she get fired? No, yeah. she's actually doing the appeals uh, process, and she's has no experience in appellate law. Right. So here's what confuses me, Billy, and you're going to have to help me with this. So Alina Haba is not a one. She's not a criminal defense attorney. Two. She had no experience in federal court. And three. But she's beautiful, Jack. She's beautiful. Right. But. If you if you're actually trying to you know win a case, wouldn't you assume that you'd want to hire a lawyer who is familiar with that kind of law? I guess it's kind of like you say, I want to take this team to the Super Bowl. Somebody get me Shaquille O'Neal. He knows sports. No, right? give, give me Uncle Rico from the Napoleon Dynamite. He can throw a stake <laughs> over a mountain. Right. Well, Trump does. Have, to be fair and, and and transparent, Trump has a complete legal team. Haba is just his legal spokesperson oh, for the most part. Okay. She's just the one in front of the camera because, right. like you said, she is beautiful. Right. So the other part oh, of this. Oh, this just in. Spirit Halloween is putting up the bond. All Trump properties will become Spirit <laughs> Halloween stores between now and October 31st. I'm, I'm, I'm so I've heard uh, some people say that he's actually going to have to start flipping properties in order to make this bond, or he's going to have to basically take out a tr- huge loan against his properties, which would be a nightmare because the interest rates on that loan would be something. And, that, yeah. and he's going to put his daughter-in-law in charge of the Republican Party and what she's going to do is take every dime that should go to Congress and to Senate people who are running as Republicans. They're not going to get a dime. It's all going to go for his legal defense. If I'm a Republican running in this campaign this year, I've got a problem. Wait, I don't even think that is legal. I don't think that it's legal for them to take campaign contributions and then dump them into a legal fund well, for a private. You're probably right. The RNC, the RNC, correct. You're both. Yeah, they're both right though. The RNC dictates where RNC funds go to, which race they go to. Okay, that's why the Republicans are seeking candidates who are self-funding. I, you know, see. I mean, the multimillionaire from from okay. New York who's running in Texas, or the yeah. multimillionaire from North Dakota who's running in Ohio. These people can fund their own campaigns because all the all the RNC general funds, as Laura Bush or Laura Bush, excuse me, Laura Trump is asking. I I, I solely apologize to Laura Bush. Yeah, how dare fine you? First lady. How dare you? Yeah, no, they, no they, prom- they promised to make make Trump the the only priority is electing Donald J. Trump. That's the direct quote from Laura Trump. So Trump is the candidate of stability. That's how many voters now see it. <laughs> this is an article from. The Los Angeles Times, but many people see Donald Trump as a return to quote unquote normalcy, and they might again see him as some kind of the more, I guess, suppose the more stable candidate between him and Joe Biden. I would have to say not so much. At this point, I've really thought about it. If you're undecided in this race, that's that's an admission of ignorance. Right. If you're undecided for who you're going to vote for, if you're saying to yourself, well, I don't know who, who is it going to be Biden or is it going to be Trump? If you haven't already made a choice or a third party candidate like how I have. Yeah, that's a real IQ issue, in my humble opinion. B- Billy, do you think it's people? Yeah, you know, Trump is no Warren G. Harding, who's <laughs> the one who originally promised that return to normalcy. It go. worked for him. Right. He got elected. You I think- don't think it's going to work for Trump. Nobody thinks Trump is normal. You think people are waiting to see what what shoe may drop between now and October? People who are undecided mm. to Jack's question: to be, Are people waiting to see if court cases play out one way or another? If Biden's ascension into grand, great grandpaism picks up steam? Yeah. Well, here's I, the problem. Yeah. yeah. You, we pay attention. Most people don't. They're not paying attention. They won't pay attention till the very end, and then we'll see what matters. Well, that's so true. Do you think, you know, because Billy, we put out a video about what on our YouTube channel, The Jack and Spike Show, which you can go subscribe to right now. We put out a video discussing that article from The Guardian saying that Donald Trump was voted the worst president of all time. 
And what's interesting about that video, I was trying to make the case that he was not the worst president of all time, that right. he's somewhere in the middle. What, what, if you go back and you read the comments under that, every, everyone is saying, yes, of course. And somebody brought up a really good point, which was 91 felony counts, uh, yeah. you know, crimes committed both in and out of office. And then I, I had to make the concession. I mean, technically speaking, it's not a bad argument to make that if you have that level of impropriety in the office in the last couple of months and in the year following your departure from that office, does that not then make you arguably one of the worst? I, I would actually hold on judgment if we ever get to see legal proceedings take place against the former president. Mm, you know, I don't, okay. I don't want to run a guy down until he's been convicted fairly or, or acquitted in a court of law. Well, I do. I do. <laughs> You're a pioneer, my friend. All right, Mr. Sunshine, any Thank final you. thoughts before we have to get out of here, my friend? You know, it's just gone too far. It's very obvious that he is not a man of, of any moral quality. Okay. Simply as a role model. For our children, mm -hmm. we have to keep this guy out of the presidency. I don't know, Billy. I'm being told that Jesus picked Donald Trump to save, to save this country from the Satanists. That's what I'm being told. I've seen that ad. I've seen that advertisement. Well, thank you, Mr. Sunshine. We appreciate you, my friend. It was wonderful to see you over the weekend in all of your six-foot-four glory, bumping into people, running people over in the restaurant. Uh, we'll take a really quick break when we get back. Spike was asked a very important question over the weekend. I was. I had a, I had a moment I'd, I never thought I'd have. Someone asked him, they said, are you Spike O'Neill from Cairo Radio? I can't I was recognized. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So the question is, is that does tradition still matter when someone wants to pop the question? And to Spike O'Neill, it certainly did. And if you want to hear Spike cry, we'll be right back right after this. <laughs> You could subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Jack and Spike Show, where we do our digital exclusive content, where it's the, after the show, we go downstairs and we do content that is visual that we couldn't do on the show because mm -hmm. there's a video involved. Right. Somebody actually posted a comment the other day. It said, who would give you guys $20,000 to start a new studio? And I said, uh, I have no idea who paid for that studio. What? It was just given to us. So that, because we, we don't have that many subscribers yet. Okay. So the guy was like, how, who spends $20,000 on, on a studio? And I was like, okay, well, I don't know, media companies. So anyways, <laughs> speaking of people who spend tens of thousands of dollars on things oh, that they're don't, not. Don't even get started there. They don't need. Hey. Mr. O'Neill was asked. Asked a very a question that every father dreams of being asked uh, from their future son-in-law. Do you want to tell the story? Sure, Spike? sure. You know, well, uh, I will preface it uh, if you'll allow me the, the liberty to go back uh, just a touch. Mm -hmm. um, when you're a parent, it it never stops. It never ever stops. Yeah. I mean, from the day they come home to the day they go off to their first day of school to mm -hmm. the day they go to prom, off to college, whatever. It, it never as a parent. You never stop worrying, caring, providing for when necessary. You want to give independence, let them fall down and let them get up on their own. So my older daughter has has lived a very, already a very independent life. She moved to New York for eight years, was a bartender in Brooklyn. Lovely get, young woman. Got themselves a hard edge, you know, can, can truly take care of themselves. Yeah. Dated a few clam dips along the path. I you heard know? about the one you threatened to fly over to New York and kill. To kill. I yeah. heard about yeah, that yeah, young yeah. man. My wife had to beg me not to get on a plane. It's one of my favorite spice stories. I was going to take this young man camping. Just me, him, a bag, a bag of lime, and a shovel. Yes. Yep. 
my two, my two enter, one leave. My favorite part of that story is uh, Spike's the truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill talking to Ryan on the phone while Spike is packing and on his way to the to airport. To the airport to buy a one to buy a round trip <laughs> ticket at the last minute to go to New York. To anyway, kill a man. So so all that being said, my 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 older daughter started dating a really nice guy that we like very much. Yeah. About almost two years ago. Um and, and they've got kind of a mutual history, yada 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 yada. Um and he he called me this week and said, Hey, are you home Sunday? I'd like to come up and ask you a question. And and, and my older daughter has been kind of leaning into the biological clock aspect of her life. You know, um and they've talked about these issues of the their future together. Okay, so get you the good part of the story. Guy comes over and says he this young man literally sat across my dining room table from me Sunday afternoon. And I say young man, he's in his mid thirties. Kids are are growing up later than ever, which is good because mm-hmm. they've made their mistakes, found their path, yada yada. Yeah. Um. He said, "I'd I'd like to ask you and Melissa's blessings for Ryan's hand in marriage." And you said, "No, I did." Get say out no. of my house! I'll <laughs> kill you. You know, it's it's funny because my I, I deal with stress. I deal with stress as from from comedy. That's what we all. That's our first defense mechanism. The night before, I'm thinking of all the funny things I should say to him. Yeah. And I, no, you don't. Don't do that. Be nice to the kid. Yeah. Going, have it's an hard on him. Moment. Yeah. Like, right. Don't don't just go up and say you know. Um. And and I looked. He's just a great kid. He comes from a great family. His grandmother was the mayor of uh, Eugene, Oregon. Immerse us in the moment, Spike. John Steinbeck at Forrest. You're sure. in your lovely living I'll do it for everybody. Sure. We're in your lovely living room. Yeah. I'm assuming that uh, Mrs. O'Neill is there. Yes? Mm-hmm. You are there. And we are. And you're sitting in your very expensive couch, which mm-hmm. is a very nice L couch that I'm yeah. very jealous of. And then uh, high school John comes in. Yeah. And he sits down. I'm assuming, did he do the lean in on one knee? Uh, not, was he, not to me. Not, no, no, no. But I mean, was he was he being a little? Was he trying to be lower than you guys? Was well, he making uh, eye you know, contact? No, you know, he did. He did kind of bow a little bit. Yeah. The, we were at the dining room table. Oh, we, 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 the three of us wanted to be able to look and, and be on level and, playing. And he said, "I want to ask." I'd like your. He said, "I'd like your blessings." Oh, that's uh, so really, sweet. And he honestly said the words, "I'd like to ask your permission." Right. For I'd like to ask for Ryan's hand in marriage. Which I, I mean, how do you? I didn't think anybody used those exact words anymore. And he did. It was wonderful. Right. Well, he had, to be fair, Ryan made him write it down on his palm. <laughs> like he's cheating on a test in high school. Um, yeah, A little bit. And so you said yes. Did you give him the set of steak knives? Uh, oh, don't. Yes, oh, I okay. did. Dang yes, it. I did. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know, but we talked about this. Have you guys talked about, you know, what you, I know you've probably talked about what you want in life. I know Ryan's very keen to become a mom someday. You've got some hesitation. So we, we tabled all these big, important issues. That uh, that new couples should talk about before they decide to spend the rest of their lives together. Mm-hmm. What do you both want? Where do you see yourselves? You know, what do you, and he's just a great guy. And I said, most importantly, have you talked to your folks about this? And he said, my my parents think Ryan might be the, the nicest person they've ever met. Wow. Yeah, which is you know I don't know what greater compliment you can give a dad. Then someone says, your kid is just fantastic. Right, because this is now a merger of your family yeah. and their family, and yeah. now you're and one they're, big family. They're, they're and... a very religious family. They go, you know, Ryan's been to church a couple times with their family, uh, but they know who we are. Okay. They, you know, they know full well that I was, you know, a druid by nature. Right. Um, and, and they're familiar with uh, Mrs. O'Neill's, let us just say, strong dislike of organized religion. That's a very... Tempered way to, to Mrs. O'Neill gave me a 15 minute dissertation on why organized rela- uh, religion is garbage, Gosh. as she put it. As she put as it, the French like to say. Uh, but to your question earlier, um, I, comedically, I couldn't I couldn't go without making some joke, um, and so I said, John, you know, it's tradition that 
fathers get, uh, provide a dowry for their daughter to be taken off of, of a father's hands because mm-hmm. it's a it's an older antiquated point of view that girls were a drain on the family and as young men were a tool older, for the farm antiquated you know what I'm saying it was it's a bygone thought that, bygone I said I, I don't have any cattle or goats to offer you or any brand new buggy but here I got a, a, a set of six lovely steak knives no this is so my daughter came with a set of steak knives which I, maybe sweet. I'm an old dork think that's funny but I thought it was pretty funny if it was a set of steak knives that's so sweet did you weep I did weep when he when he said Ryan just makes me feel like I want to be a better man oh I, I, I literally wept out man it was like I was, yeah. Rudy was on and they're carrying him off the field I at know, the end of the game right? you know or like Toy Story <laughs> 2 <too. laughs> I'm like ah! it, was, it was it was just nice to know that some people still have a uh Respect for traditions, and maybe maybe that's old school and antiquated. And these kids are going to face that. We talked about the fact that they they both feel like they'll never be able to own a home, right? But you know, let's, the, let's, the let's, let's say in the good vibes. Let's okay. say in the good vibes. Okay. So did you? Did Mrs. O'Neill cry, or did Mrs. Oh, she, she hasn't cried. She, she fell and scraped her knee once. The last time I saw her cry, that's yeah, she can't. She can't produce tears anymore. <laughs> you need to have a soul to produce tears. Hey, now <laughs> I'm just kidding. She likes you very much. I know. Mrs. I love the Mrs. O'Neill. No, uh, she was wonderful. She was that's wonderful. so sweet. So the best part of the story is that I'm going to be officiating the wedding. I'm going to be marrying this young couple. I, I have put it on the table that you, you'd you like to be the officiant yeah. and be part of our, our, our event. And I'm going to say, uh, do you, Ryan, take John to be your betrothed husband? And he's going to say yes. And then I'm going to lean down and I'm going to say, Spike will kill you if you do anything wrong. <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife. And that's going to be the end of that. I, I will say he's fully aware of the going, almost going to New York to bury a guy's story. So I think I said that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I made that clear. I'll sneak it in, I'll sneak it okay, at the wedding. One, one more time. Put me at his table <laughs> you bet during you the buddy. wedding. I'll be like, hey, I got a great story about yeah. Spike. One time this guy wronged Ryan and Spike was put into such a homicidal rage that he bought a ticket on an app and was on his way out the door to kill that man simply <laughs> allegedly allegedly hypothetically and he had to be physically restrained by his wife to prevent his dad rage from destroying a man yeah. 3000 miles away. Hey, congratulations by the way. So happy for you. So happy for both of you. So happy for you. When I say put a guy in a hole in the woods, I'm it's metaphor. <laughs> it's metaphorically put a guy in a hole in the woods. All right. Yeah. We'll take a really quick break when we get back. What are we talking about, Mr. O'Neill? Oh, yeah. We're talking about Nikki Haley not get, running out of right. money all, the, all of a sudden. All of a sudden. But then the other thing, I keep getting Trump texts. I keep getting really? it from the Trump campaign, which is weird because, I, you know, it's, most, it's just weird. Yeah. Who, I'm not exactly like a man. They're looking guy. for fresh blood, though. they got to be looking, oh, you know, yeah. looking for on, fresh blood. On top of all that, CPAC was this weekend, and <laughs> it was a... Um, the best way to was Rance at CPAC? Did he get invited to CPAC? Oh, I you know I don't know. He did. I didn't see him speak. Well, because he goes every he goes to one of the CPACs every year. Yeah, and so does I, he. Does he have a, a, a booth? I think he does. He's just set up a booth about for style. Right. I think conservative, uh, at least MAGA Americans. I think they could use a style upgrade. Yeah, Jason's really the guy do. to do it. Jason's the, the guy to do it. Jason's man. the guy to do it. We'll take a really quick break when we get back. We're going to be talking about all of that and more right after this. 